0: She is fresh off vacation, and she is freshly rejected, just the way we like her. Welcome back to Emma's Dilemmas. I'm so glad you're here. We have a lot to catch up on, actually. First, let's start with my rebrand and what I want this podcast to be from now on. And I know I've rebranded a couple times, but I want to do a mixture of what it used to be and what it has been, plus adding a mental health aspect. It's still going to be hilarious. It's still going to be full of drama, but we're just going to be using dramas from the past and retelling those stories and unpacking them, not adding new ones that I will further on need to unpack. Because I think this is more of like a healing space for not just me, but for other people, even though there's like 10 listeners. But here's the thing. I really think that the stories I have had in the past have all been I need to look at each one, and I'm like, well, maybe it's like a me thing. Like, maybe I'm the problem, but not knowing I'm the problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a coincidence that the same thing happens over and over and over. There's a pattern. And when there's a pattern, at times, you just have to look inward to see, is it a me thing? And I answer that question, Emma, of course it's a you thing. (laughs) Like... I, uh, I'm in therapy, which love therapy. If you are not in therapy, I'll be your therapist, um, but, and see how that goes. Literally, I'm sure if I had therapy and I was the therapist and somebody, and it's funny because I'm gonna be a school counselor, but I think the sessions would be so funny. But here's the thing, we're gonna unpack this recent story, and because I'm ADHD, I can't stay on one topic for a while, so. Right now, we're going to unpack to the latest rejection and talk a little bit about rejection and how I have come to a healthy mindset when it comes to rejection, but not even knowing it was like I became healthy because I've done it so much. You know, once you do something and you practice something, you like accidentally become good at it. I've become good at being rejected, and I want to help you get healthy and good at being rejected because I think you know, in life you're going to be rejected so many times. As I would know, I've pretty much been rejected by every single boy in the Cooley region um, and probably in America. So we're just going to unpack how I have become good at rejection so you don't have to get rejected by all the boys in America. So we're going to unpack that for a second and then we're going to talk about confidence, what it means to be confident. And I have none of that. Well, We're not going to say you have zero confidence. I am getting confident. You know, it's the confidence that you get when you get a fresh $5 spray tan. But sometimes the $5 actually turn into $25 um, unknowingly. So just the confidence that I'm going to try to teach you is the confidence after a spray tan, you know? So we're going to talk about confidence. And then we're going to wrap up with a quick story time. And I'm going to unpack a little bit of the update on STP, which I know is the most iconic story of all time. I really just want to dedicate a whole episode to just unpacking that whole thing, even though he told me not to tell anybody, but little does he know that I have like five fans that listen to this podcast all the time, that you guys know everything. So of course I have to unpack that. Just don't tell him, but he doesn't even follow. I'm pretty sure I'm actually still blocked on Instagram. Or if I'm not, he hasn't followed me. So he has no idea this exists, which is how I like it. So first, let's talk about rejection. Okay, quick story time. So this guy, um, let's call him, let's see. Um, we'll call him golf guy because he was really into golf and his dad owns like a huge golf thing. So golf guy, loved golf guy, a gem, still adore him to this day. Well, I've been talking to him the past couple weeks, right? And recently he, uh, it was a joke. It was supposed to be a joke. And you know, something, if you want to know about how something doesn't age well in a short t- a short period of time, this is it. Okay. This is our conversation. Me, how did the Bucks do him? They won. I'm like, well, that's good. I must be cursed because every time I hung out with him, the Bucks lost. And the Bucks is a basketball team for those that didn't know. I didn't know that at first but now I'm like I tried to get into it um that was my first mistake trying to get into sports not a good not a good idea not a good look for me well he was like oh yeah I'm like well is this where you ditch me for the rest of the summer and he was like um kind of and I was like wait you're kidding right and he goes yeah I am kidding but I don't really want a relationship right now and I definitely don't want to do the long distance thing and like he was really nice about it whatever I cried for like two minutes. And then I realized that like, mm, I probably could do better. Like he was really nice. Don't get me wrong. But like we just, our core values didn't line up. And I, when it comes to getting rejected by boys, I have the first thing I think, I'm like, did I really like them? Did our core values actually line up? Did I actually see myself with Would I've actually been happy based on how they've been treating me? Or did I just want them to pick me? You know, okay, picture yourself on The Bachelor, you know, which will probably end up being the case for me one day, but I think you're on The Bachelor. And you most of the people there, they're like, they want to find love. And they say they want to find love. But it's like, do they want to find love? Or they, Do they just want somebody to pick them and to choose them? And I think in The Bachelor, you get that high of like, they actually wanted me over everybody else. And I think that's how I think when it comes to dating. And I think that's how a lot of people think actually, where it's like, do you actually like the person or do you like actually want them to like you? And for a second, I was like, you know, he liked me. I knew he liked me and he told me that he actually liked me. He just didn't want to like choose me every day, you know? And I think I was like, okay, well, I've been rejected so many times. I have learned this is the thought process, this is how you get good at rejection, is you get rejected over and over again, and you know, like, what's next, and you have to trust that something better will come along, and I was just talking to one of my best friends in the whole world, who actually really inspired me to rebrand the podcast, and she told me, you know, Emma, like, God will not take somebody out of your life who is meant to be in your life, and God will not, like, Everyone that's in your life right now is meant to be in your life. And everybody that's not in your life right now is meant to not be in your life. And it's either God's protection or he wants to open the door for somebody better to come along. And trust me, every single guy that I've ever talked to is hotter than the last one. It's better than the last one. They treat me better than the last one. So I am improving. There is improvement there. So what if we just looked at life like that? You know, like, say... There's this one guy that I really liked. His name, um, I don't, I actually never got a nickname for him, Well, I really liked him. And he was so sweet. But before him, there was Psycho Military Boy, and he was so mean. He was like the big bad wolf. He was mean, he was just scary looking, and I just like, for some reason, really liked him. And I was so, so sad. He made me cry for days. And then... And I was so sad I didn't get flowers on Valentine's Day. And the guy, like, just ignored me on Valentine's Day, which sucked. But then, like, the day later, or like a week later, not the day later, a couple days later, I meet this guy, and he brings me flowers on the first date, and we really connect. And you guys, it gets me emotional just thinking about it, because I really liked this kid. I did. And after a couple dates with me, he literally looks at me. He buys me coffee first, because that's what you do. That's why we still like him. He goes, Emma, you are everything I've ever dreamed for and ever want, but I just don't really want you. You know, guys, those words, (laughs) we laugh about it now, but those words stung because it's like, there's something wrong with me then. Well, no, there's nothing wrong with me necessarily. Um, It's just that, you know, he was better than the guy before. And it was like a wake up call to me that, you know, I was so sad about the last one. But then I got this this angel that still ended up breaking my heart anyway. But still, he was better than the one before. And each guy is better than the last one. So it's like, what if you get rejected for a job? And you're like, shoot, I really wanted that job. Well, there's probably another better job out in store for you. And here's the other thing about rejection, okay? Did you actually, like, want them, really? Like, here's the thing. I went shopping, as I usually do when I'm sad. And I went to the Kate Spade outlet and there was two purses that I really wanted. They were the same purse. One was black and one was white. And I went with the black one. And I spent 20 minutes deciding the black one or the white one, black one or the white one. And I just thought, you know, I loved them both, but I thought to myself, you know, I don't have this, I don't have anything like black, like I don't have a black purse, but I have a white purse already. And you know that doesn't mean the white one wasn't good. You know I loved them both. I just went with a different one, and I think that's how guys see me sometimes. I am still a designer purse. You know, you know we are still Louis Vuitton. We're just very perfectly created. It's just does the right person buy us? You know, and you don't want to be bought by somebody that treats you like you bought or bought from Walmart. Here's the thing. I like comparing things to shopping. So if you. And say you're a, you have to think of yourself as Louis Vuitton. And you would not allow somebody, if you were Louis Vuitton, to treat you like Walmart or to treat you like you were $10. Louis Vuitton does not go on sale ever. And I would know this. They don't go on sale because guess what? Somebody is going to be willing to pay that price to get that purse. And somebody is going to be willing to put in the effort needed for you. And I have learned that so many times that, like, if somebody isn't willing to, I know my worth, and I know I'm Louis Vuitton, but somebody is treating me like an old, like, Taylor. My tay comes in an old cardigan. Like, I'm not going to, like, mess with them. Like, I don't want them in my life. Because time is like money. You don't want to spend your time on people or waste energy on people that are not serving you and making you better. And that also deals in with confidence. Oh, my gosh, transitions. She is ADHD- Solid. She is good. Okay. Let's talk about confidence. So I am known to have little to, to none, till very little confidence in myself, which I know you would have never guessed, but I, especially when it comes to men and dating, zero confidence, zero. I'm very confident when talking about things and how I carry myself, but I think my vibes are something about the energy I give off. That's like either like a mixture of like, If I had to make a cake of the vibes I give up, it'd be like a hint of desperation, hint of daddy issues, hint of unstableness, and then like a lot of just like energy. Just like, it's a lot of everything. And I heard once, you are never, ever going to be too much for the person that can't get enough of you. Which is like, so true, because I am too, too much a lot of the times. But I can be chill, and I... On our first date, the past couple dates, I'm like, if you just get to know me, like I know right now I'm nervous. I come across a lot, but like I can be chill and I like try to like, and this is where the guy that I liked, so the golf boy, he looked me right in the eye and said, Emma, the moment he's like, you doubt yourself so much. The moment that you start to believe in yourself and you start to have confidence, I fully believe that you're going to change the world. And I'm like, huh that's funny, like, hilarious, not the fact that I can't change the world, the fact that you think I'm going to have confidence one day, Well, okay, I think I am confident in some areas, but it's, like, dating, I'm so self-conscious, I'm so insecure, and I'm, like, that's a me thing, like, but also, it's the person that you're with, like, I was just, like, the person that you're supposed to be with, you're not going to be second-guessing yourself, and I really liked how the guy, like, called me out on it, he's, like, don't, apologize for being yourself. Like you think there's something wrong with yourself? Like there's not. Like right before this date, I was telling you guys how my mom was saying, don't be yourself, don't talk. Like if the date goes well, like you know, don't be don't be too much. And I had just had her in my head the entire time of like this voice of like don't say this, don't say that, don't say do this. But it's like if you just like let go and be yourself, whether they reject you or not, that's not like a reflection on you. And I think that took me so long to get because sometimes things just, like, don't work out. And, like, that's okay. But here's the other thing that I learned from this three-date relationship, which is the longest relationship I've had <laughs> been in for a long time. Confidence is not the things that you have acquired in life. It's not how much money you have. It's not how popular you are, how many followers you have, how many likes you have. It's the vibes that you give off and the energy that you give off. And it's like confidence. I would always look at girls and like people would be like, well, Emma, like you, like you are a pretty girl. But I had just so little confidence in myself that I can't like walk around in like a swimsuit, which is like stupid. But like I just would feel so self conscious all the time. Like I just wanted to be confident. But confidence isn't something, confidence is not something you get over time. It's a mindset. It's the mindset that I am confident that Jesus loves me, that I have good people in my life that do love me, for me. You know, it might not be the people that I want to love me, but it's still somebody. You know, like, my friends love me. Sometimes my parents love me in their own way. I know my little sister loves me. I know the little, little sisters love me. You know, it's like those people that truly love you for you. And here's the thing. I have been struggling a lot with something called emotional boundaries. I have no idea what this meant at first because I'm not good at any type of boundaries. Like, I have none. Um, And that's, I think, where my confidence kind of hinders. If I had boundaries and what makes a healthy boundary. And I think if I... I'm a very, I'm a big talker. I talk, and sometimes I just overshare, just, just a little bit overshare. And you have to be around people that when you do tend to overshare, they don't put you down, but they encourage you. And if you don't have those people in your life, well, like, I'll be your friend because, like, I'm so bored. I don't really, like, do anything. So I'll be your friend. And it's, like, here's another thing. Man, I'm all over the place right now. So my little, let's talk about this story once. And I think I've told it before, but you know, when I was little, I, uh, we're going to talk about some inner healing right now. I know I'm like really all over the place. I feel like boys have, for me, have been this butterfly ice pack and we're not about butterfly ice packs anymore. We need actual healing, actual stitches, actual surgery on my heart. I literally have been putting a butterfly ice pack of boys. Boys have been a butterfly ice pack on my heart to cover up the pain that my father and my mother and all the other boys and just every person that's ever said a slightly mean word to me or like a slight or ex-boyfriend. It's all this trauma. I've been putting butterfly ice packs on it. And I would go to one of my best friends named Cade. And I'm like, Kate, I just, like, don't feel mentally okay. Like, I don't even know what's wrong. I'm just, like, not okay. Like, nothing is wrong. I'm just not okay. And he goes, Emma, that's literally because you've been hanging out, hanging out with the devil. And I'm like, well, obviously not because, like, um, I'm not, like, dead. He goes, well, no. but you've been hanging out with people. You've been hang- doing things, feeding your brain things that are, like, not making you feel good. So, why are you giving energy to to those things? When I mean, like that's obviously what's making you feel bad. You know, we all know I have a gluten allergy that I completely ignore. And I get sick every time I eat gluten. And I still eat gluten. And I know I'm allergic to gluten, but I do it anyway. So why are we hanging out with people that make us bloated and feel gross about ourselves? It's literally, if we take that out of our life, we'll feel so much better. And I think that's where emotional boundaries come into play. <sighs> That was very all over the place. But you get my point, you know, emotional boundaries is like eating gluten and dairy. It's like, you know it's bad for you and you feel like you're not feeling good when you're around certain people. So don't be around those people and don't eat the gluten or the dairy. And I was talking to one of my best friends and we just had a really deep conversation and I was explaining how, you know, say you're on a diet and I can't really, I can relate to this, but like don't listen to me kind of because I also have an eating, diagnosed eating disorder. So maybe it's my eating disorder talking, but I also think I have a good point with this. So here's the thing. Say you're on a diet, you know, and you're doing really good and you're just having like an aesthetic green juice every day. And for lunch, you're doing like avocado toast and you're doing like the whole health and you are the image of fitness. You are Gigi Hadid, you are just fitness industry and a person. I don't know, She says model. But you know, you are, you get what I'm saying, trying to say. And then one day, you are at your three-year-old sister's birthday party. And there is cake. And this cake has pink frosting. And you are like, it's calling your name. And you're like, well, one bite won't hurt, right? And then you have one bite. And then you're, and you eat the whole freaking cake, and then guess what? You're bloated. You are in the bathroom. You are just dying. You are sweating. You are just absolutely destroyed. Okay, and that that does sound a little eating disorder-like, but here's the thing. This is what I'm trying to get across, okay? Eating the cake's not bad, right? Well, for me, like, so then, but then it's like, you don't even get back to where you were. It's like, you eat the cake, you're like, I feel awful, I should have not done that. Well, okay, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to keep eating more cake? Or are you going to keep doing this? No, you're going to go back to what makes you feel good, you know? And I, I really don't mean to sound like triggering, because this is like my way of trying to portray what I'm trying to say. Sometimes words are hard. It's like, that's like how it is with sin. And for me, boys, you know, I'm doing so good focusing on myself. And then STP comes in and you're like, okay, well, you know, STP, like I will go on a date with you. Like it's okay. Like it's fine. Then I go on a date with him. And then I uh, realize I'm like, well, maybe this wasn't good for my mental health. And then I'm like, okay, I have two choices now. I made a mistake. Do I, do I start focusing on myself again? Or do I keep hanging out with STP who makes me feel like absolute crap about myself? And depending on what choice you make, that also determines how your mental health is gonna go. You know, if you there's gonna be a point where you keep making the same mistake over and over again, and then you're just left broken. But guess what? Jesus still loves you. So he can bring you right back, and you can go right back to him and do what makes you actually feel make your heart and your soul feel good, you know? Okay, and now let's talk about the butterfly ice pack analogy I was trying to get at before. So what does little? Me and my siblings came back from a Thanksgiving meal, right, and we come home, and my brother is roughhousing, and he cracks his head on the windowsill, and he is gushing blood, gushing. It is like World War Three. It is just um, it's a massacre. And my sister is like five years old, right, and she comes to my room, and I'm just minding my own business, watching Pretty Little Liars, and she comes in, and she goes, Emma will is bleeding to death. And I'm like, Emma, like, it's fine. Like, let me be like, I am in the zone. Like I need me time. And she goes, no, Emma, he's like bleeding to death. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, let me see. And this kid is like drenched in blood. I'm like, he is like dying. (laughs) He was fine. Well, he's in the bathtub now. And my little sister, before she told me this, got him a butterfly ice pack like this little little ice pack that you would use on like a a fake injury of like Nora and Kate like ouch like I'm hurt like Kate is like the biggest drama queen I know I have no idea where she gets it from she'll be like I'm I'm, it hurts and she'll be like crying I'm like Kate you're fine she goes no I am not fine (laughs) she's three so like give her grace but I just think it's so funny because it's literally me when a boy rejects me. My mom will be like, Emma, you're fine. I'm like, no, I am not fine. Goes on one date with him. Thinks he's the love of her life. Well, okay. Ice pack story. I'm a focus. So ice pack story. So I have this ice pack and my little sister goes back down to the basement to get my mom and my stepdad. And she goes, well, it's bleeding to death. And we all come up and he, we're all doing him, and she's like, Emma, keep him awake. Tell him something. And of course, what do I do? I spilled all the tea in my seventh grade Spanish class. I don't even think there was any tea. Like, I just think I was talking about different boys, obviously, because when was I not talking about boys? And she's like, No, Emma, like, just think of something else. I'm like, I don't know what else to talk about. <laughs> I know. So funny, right? So. But my little sister thought using this butterfly ice pack would help this gushing wound on my brother's head. No, the only thing that could actually truly help him was going to the doctor, getting the healer of the doctor to stitch him up and to actually like heal him, right? But Did the ointments, do all the things, right? And sometimes the healing hurts. Like my brother was screaming, screaming. I remember hearing this kid scream. It's like that little pain is gonna be what heals you. But I think a lot of times we use butterfly ice packs instead of actually doing the hard work and the healing that it takes to actually be whole. And I think that's what I've been doing. And that's why we're here, to stop using butterfly ice packs and to start actually being stitched up by the healer himself, Jesus. And now let's talk a little bit about STP and the update because I know we are all dying, dying to hear the update on STP. So we all know the story, which if you don't know the story, I'm not going to tell it because it'll literally be an hour long. But anyway, it's this guy that I've been talking to for about a year, off and on. We've gone on um, three dates now. Wait, three dates? I think yes, three dates. And. Um, had one screaming match at the pool, which I don't think counts as a date necessarily, but like it could have be a date. So maybe four, I guess. Well, the other day I was at the pool minding my own business and I come out of the bathroom and I see STP. We make eye contact and I do the most pathetic wave of all time. Pathetic. It was the worst execution. And I just I didn't think he saw me, and I was like, okay, I'm going to just pretend it didn't happen, just walk away, and I look back, and he is waving right back at me, and I'm like, shoot, and then I'm at home, resting, because I got freaking heat hives, I'm laying in my bed, and he texts me, and I don't even think this kid had my number, honestly, like, he's blocked me on all platforms, for good reason, and he goes, did you mean to wave at me at the pool today, and I was like, yes, but it was poorly executed, my bad, And then we're talking, small talk, right? And I'm like, I think you're teaching my little sister tennis this summer. Like Anna, like the older one. And he's like, well, you have to let me know what I'm in for. And I go, me being the funniest person on the freaking earth. I go, well, she is the opposite of me. So you'll love her. Getting the fact that he like literally despises my existence. Well, he goes, i don't get it i'm like do i have to explain the joke to you he goes no i get the joke i just do like you and i'm like SCP. you literally have not responded to anything all of my well-written paragraphs of how i despise you you have not you literally and how much like i would be like i like you i don't like you it is like the most elena and damon relationship on the planet it's like iconic actually and I don't even know how two people can be so, like, into each other yet hate each other at the same time. It's so weird. So bad for me and my mental health. But he goes, Emma, I was actually going to ask you out to dinner. And I was like, no, you weren't. Like, you're joking. Like, this is a joke. Like, stop. Like, it's not funny. And he goes, no, like, I really like you. And I'm just really sorry. And I really would like a like a billionth chance. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> so what did i do i meet this kid literally he's like just come to the trail that we went to on our first date and you guys promise i do have a point here i just really want to emphasize this whole this whole story because it's so funny he's like come to the trail that we went to on our first date i'm like okay and so i went because i literally have no backbone a aka the lack of confidence and we're walking and then he just kisses me out of nowhere completely out of nowhere and yes it was romantic because there's a beautiful sunset and me and sdp first date double rainbow second date it was at night so it didn't really matter but third date beautiful sunset and you know we're just like talking and like being all like honeymoon phase whatever and then i uh the whole date was thinking about the guy that actually treated me well at the time because i was kind of dating them both until they both key rejected me but you know that's what I get. Um, for trying to balance two boys. Well, as if he didn't really actually reject me yet. We're still kind of talking. I'm just not sure if I like actually want to pursue it. We'll see if he's actually changed. I know everyone's like, Emma, you don't you dare talk to this man. I'm like, but I think he's changed. No, Emma, he really has not changed. But here's the thing. He literally told me that he gave up alcohol and like ask the last girl he saw, and that was like in September. And I'm like, Do I believe him? Half. I halfway believe him. This boy can't be trusted. We all know that. But here's the thing. If I'm hanging out with him, is it just like a high of like the story of it? Or is it actually like helping me? And I could to realize it just makes me feel a bit worse about myself. So that's why like if I don't feel actually like adored by somebody and they don't actually like me for me, I'm not going to waste my time. You know, golf boys spent $100 on dinner. No lacrosse boy has ever spent $100 on dinner for me. But do I deserve a $100 dinner that I don't actually eat because of my eating disorder? Yeah, of course I do. (laughs) Okay, well, that was kind of a joke, but a little tone deaf. So let me redo that. So I really think I deserve more than somebody that just, like, wants me just to say they've had me. And that's what I'm trying to get at because I heard once, and this sounds a little superficial, but it'll give you the confidence that you need. You, like, don't need to be hot, you know, in order to, like, perceive that you're, you're going to give hot girl energy. It's, like, you do not mess with people that don't, like, match your energy and that don't, like, serve you, and this is why I love one of my best friends. Her name is Kenzie. Kenzie, if you're listening, shout out to you. She is my like I look up to her so much because she has so much confidence and I love hanging out with her because I feel so confident when I'm with her and that's the kind of person that I want to be I want to be that type of person you hang out with me and you just feel good about yourself and you just feel like you and that's what I want this podcast to be you listen to it Botox for the heart Botox for the heart you know we want to feel good we want to feel like wow I'm gonna walk in the room and I'm gonna own it because what's the worst thing that could happen I have given out my number to so many random guys. Here's a quick story. Another story. I was at the beach for maybe five seconds on my vacation. Five seconds. And I get hit on by no other than a 30-year-old man. And I actually think he was 40. I think he lied when he heard I was 20. And he hit on me. And he's like, here's my number. Do with it as you like. And that's the confidence I knew. He knew he had no chance of me. No chance at all because he was half, half, double my age, probably, but he still gave me his number, and I didn't text him, but he tried, and that's the energy that we like, we like the energy that it's like, shoot your shot, and if you get canceled, you can't be canceled if you've never been greenlit, you know, like, you can't technically, like, if somebody rejects you, okay, but at least you know, like, at least I've tried, you know, at least I've Put myself out there you know you have to walk in, in the room and be confident with who you are and do not mess with people do not show signs of desperation which i know i reek of i think of desperation like stp reeks of like unstableness right so we we want to live the life that we are just like we walk into the room and we want to project like light and that's what emma's dilemmas is for We wanna bring light into the people around us and to our brains and to our hearts.